fun. What is up, everybody? Welcome to another edition of the Warrior Soul Podcast. I have my brother Albert, who is back. Um, took a little hiatus last week. We might get into that. Um, but um, we wanted to we wanted to address the question that had come up from the week before last week's episode, which was a young lady named Heather who asked uh, when you should quit, when you should keep going, when you should push forward, um, and when you should pivot, when you should change gears and try something else. And um, I actually gave my two cents on this last week. So if you guys aren't familiar with this question, um, first off, to refresh yourselves, go check out the week before last week's episode. That was a episode that Albert and I did. We were just talking about life and talking about the journeys that we both had. Um, and then last week, I, I specifically address Heather's question. But uh, before we get into this, Albert, how the hell are you doing, man? I'm I'm doing really good. Uh, you know, a lot of moving parts. Life is busy. Always have something going on. But me as a person, I'm doing really, really awesome. That's great, man. That's great. You look yeah. great. You Thank look you. phenomenal. Thank you. Um, took a little journey last week um, and you, you're back from that. But um, what do you think of this question? Because we were talking a little bit before yeah. we hit record. I give you kind of my perspective and just to refresh what my perspective was for those of you who, who listened last week um, is that I think that we're constantly told not to quit not to quit it's it's go forward at any cost do things and my philosophy on the whole thing is that yeah i don't i don't like quitting something that's valuable but i think that there's times when we need to quit um it, particularly if we're doing something that that isn't helping us or that that you know maybe we're going in the wrong direction or maybe we're working really really hard at something but it's the completely wrong strategy and we're just so bullheaded um, we don't want to change strategies and we don't want to quit. So Albert, I wanted to, to, to get your perspective on this question. Okay. It's funny because this whole thing comes down first to me, to the power of words, right? So because of the type of people that we are, we pay a lot of attention to the choice of words and something that comes to mind is quitting is just such a negative connotation. Oh, you're a quitter. You know, don't ever quit. Like all of these things in like um, movies and just pop culture where you're a complete piece if you're not seeing things through to the end. And I actually think that it's really good to be determined and driven and seeing a project to the very end. And, you know, like, oh yeah, I worked hard. I never gave up all these romanticized things of like what getting to the end and being successful might turn into. But in order to acknowledge that half and for that half to be very valuable, I really believe that the foundation that that effort stands on has to be solid. So that foundation is, were you supposed to be doing that stuff in the first place? Mm -hmm. And we talked a lot about authenticity in the last episode and we'll continue to talk about authenticity so let's say that um even me right i joined um and i went to officer candidate school i actually declined my commission um some people would say that i quit and that i didn't become an officer like i always thought and that i didn't do this and what was the point of doing all this stuff 
But to be honest, I can sit here and say that I wasn't supposed to do that, period, from the beginning. And it's taken me a lot of time to understand that. But it just wasn't in my cards. And sure, I could have sucked it up and done this and all this, like my life would be completely different. But I took on, I would have taken on more than I was supposed to. And so I think that everybody who's on the fence right now about whether or not they should give up, continue, pivot, whatever, it's like, well, where are you right now in terms of the foundation of this uh, topic? I think I think that's so important. Um you know, that foundation you're mentioning, because I think that when people are doing something difficult, right, we always, we try to think about uh, a finish line, right? And one of the things I was thinking about last week is that, you know, in life, there actually isn't any finish lines, right? Like if you get, let's say you you want this career, right? Let's say you became an officer, right? The finish line wasn't graduating officer's candidate school that was an artificial finish line right because you would then have to go on and and lead marines and and live the life of a marine corps officer day in and day out and then you know you'd get through being a second lieutenant and then you get to be a first lieutenant and then a captain and then a major and then then all these different things right um but i think that that we falsely create these different finish lines in our heads and what we forget to, to, to realize is that if we get what we want, we're going to have to live with the result, right? And sometimes we're not thinking about what the day in, day out life of that, of that is. We're thinking about, oh, what kind of, um, what kind of glory am I going to get from reaching that particular finish line? You know, and I've got a very similar story to yours where I was working on a PhD for, for eight years um, or, or four years before I figured out that it really wasn't something that I wanted to do. It was something my grand, my, my grandfather and my, my great uncle wanted me to do. And I was completely doing it for the wrong reasons at just to get that, that PhD after my name and not really thinking about what the life of a professor actually was or what I'd have to be doing, um, you know, in the day in day out after I'd already gotten it, you know? You're muted for some reason. There you go. Yeah. Okay. I, I definitely agree with everything you said. And as you were talking about that, it was reminding me of, again, uh, we're going to end up covering topics pretty regularly because we need to. That That's the way that we can all learn and it sticks in our head, right? So you have to remember that happiness is ultimately the only thing that matters. And I know that people are probably thinking, oh, well, you got to make money. You can't be happy if you make no money. Okay, sure, that's true. But you know, that's where like, at the end of the day, if you're really happy with what you're doing, and you're not lying to yourself about other parts of your life that are not happy, you can make money doing what you love. Um, but again, you have to go all in on that. You have to be relentless and like, make sure that there are no holes in your plan. So if you start a business, um, and it's something that you really like, you know, that authenticity will come through. And I hear this a lot too, because I've uh, worked again with nonprofits with kids uh, for entrepreneurship programs. They'll talk about how like, well, that idea was already done. And it's like, well, who cares? If you love it, you will make money with it. For example, um, if you think like when McDonald's or let's just use them as an example, they're a huge burger chain. 
Well, Burger King didn't sit here and say, oh, I can't start Burger King because McDonald's exists already. In-N-Out didn't do that. In-N-Out said, I don't care. I'm going to come in here and I'm going to take my space. In fact, In-N-Out has the most simplest menu of all the fast foods. It's meat and cheese with some vegetables and it's all the same, right? So if you start looking at the the competition, there's so much competition in every industry, but it's that whoever started these things believed in themselves and they have... I would imagine that they loved it enough to do that. Um, so with that said, like start thinking about like these other um, trades, right? Like if somebody wants to go be a massage therapist. Well, you, there's two ways to look at it. You can say, oh, well, there's like things like massage envy or like whatever subscriptions, or there's all these places to go. If you want to do it on your own, then do it on your own. Cause like your skill has to be so good that people are going to want to come to you. But if you don't love it, then your skills not going to be that good because you don't love it. So people aren't going to want to get a massage from you, right? And I'm using the massage as an idea because it's one of those things where you can tell if your massage therapist is good or not. Right. You know, right. Like you cannot fake that. I think about that a lot. Cause like I, uh, you know, my, my girl, Shauna, she goes to, to this, um, this guy, he's a European osteopath. And I went to him once to fix an injury and, um, it was a bad injury. Like my, my calf was like fused and I'm like, I couldn't move my leg. And he, he fixed me up completely within two sessions. It was the most painful thing I ever went through in my life, but like, like completely did tissue manipulation. And, um, this guy works like, I mean, constantly he's taking client after client after client. And it's not what you got to think about is not how you're going to feel during that first massage of the day, like performing that, but, but after your 10th massage of the day. Right. And like, I remember this being a personal trainer, right? Like I loved training. Like I love training people. I think it, it was, it was an amazing, um, part of my life for a long period of time. I liked creating transformations, loved creating transformations. I loved, you know, putting people through workouts, loved challenging them, um, loved bringing them closer to their goals. But I gotta say like, you know, after like my 10th client of the day, a lot of my energy was gone and was just my desire to help these people that was carrying me through, you know? And, um, and I think that, that people forget that it's, you've got to same thing with being a Marine, right? Being a Marine's great on graduation day from Paris Island, but when you've not slept in 72 hours and, and, uh, you know, there's, there's nobody coming to relieve you and on, on watch or anything like that, or you've got, you know, all these different, you're, 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 your uh squad leaders bitching at you for this or that or anything you know the that that part could suck you know <laughs> and, yeah. and so i think people forget like it's not just the glory that's involved in getting somewhere there's also the responsibility yeah i agree i do agree and as you were saying that it, it made me realize i actually haven't commented on um my personal uh example because i'm i was going through this myself with screen printing right so i've printed and shipped stuff all over the nation for other people and in the beginning to be honest i i I realizing this recently that i loved making money but i didn't love screen printing other people's stuff (laughs) um i did enjoy when people would come pick up their shirts and be like wow that looks so cool and you know they love it so that was that was rewarding cuz 
I get to see someone be happy, somebody be excited. But on the flip side of that, when people are really pushy or really needy, that is not fun because um, I am working with somebody who wants me to be on their timeline and I can tell they do not care about anything that's happening in my world. All they want is their stuff now. And even in this industry with a two-week turnaround for a big job, they're like, well, why is it going to take two weeks? And it's like, sorry, bro, the, the world does not revolve around you. Like there's other stuff. There's also tons of jobs ahead of you. You know, that's part of the calendar. Um, but I can't say these things to them. I, I mean, sometimes I explain it in a softer way. Um, but those clients have made me realize like, actually, this isn't fun. I don't like this. And so I started to realize, well, um, do I bail on screen printing it entirely while I try to figure out the Warrior Soul Gym stuff we're talking about? And I was like, no, that would be silly because I'm losing out on a lot of money. So then what is the pivot, right? The pivot is to invest my time and energy and resources into rebuilding the retail brand of this, which again, I'm very excited about, um, and only taking clients for the screen for like big screen printing orders that actually pay a lot of money and they're low maintenance and I don't have to worry about them. And this has been about two and a half months that I've like really been taking this more seriously, believe it or not. It's not, it hasn't even been that long. Um, and it's been amazing because I'm realizing, dude, people will pay like people like, aren't always going to be in my face about, Hey, where's this? Hey, where's that? Oh, can I see a sample, you know, like, or whatever, like, can you send me a picture when you do the first one? I'm like, Oh my God, you guys like, uh, can you yeah. chill? Yeah, no, I, I agree with you there. I definitely like, so one thing that, that you understand when you come into business, especially when you're dealing with customers is yeah. that they sometimes expect you to be superhuman. And one of the problems with being a business owner is that you often, you, you find yourself wanting to be superhuman, like, and I'm not like everybody wants to be superhuman, but like bending over backwards to try to figure out ways that you could do this and that you could do that. And that can lead to burnout. And one of the things that I think you did there, that's really smart is you said, okay, well, I don't want to quit this, but what's a smarter way of doing this. Right. Cause, cause I think like, Again, particularly those of us who served in the military, we have this idea that everything needs to be as hard as possible. And, and sometimes we'll make things harder than they actually need to be. And they don't always need to be that hard, right? They need to be at business. Business is hard enough in and of itself without, you know, making it even harder. And, and I think that the, the, the job of every business owner is to figure out how you can do it as easy as possible, as efficiently as possible while giving the absolute best help you can, um, when you're, when you're, when you're putting stuff out there. One of the things that I learned recently, um, is as a, uh, uh, somebody who's running a company right now and I'm in manufacturing and I recently got my six Sigma certification, um, uh, lean six Sigma, I got my six Sigma yellow belt. One of the things that, that, um, Toyota, the car company does, uh, and they make a very big point of this with their employees is they, they make it a point never to over deliver, never to over deliver. Right. A lot of us are like, oh man, you know, if you're a business owner, you've got to over deliver on everything. 
let's think about it this way. If you've got a thousand clients and you're starting to over-deliver and they come to expect you to over-deliver, that's a sure way to overextend yourself. And if you're overextending yourself, you're not even going to be able to deliver, let alone over-deliver. You know, so I think a lot of us, um, we we come into this with a with a, a screwed up mentality. You've got to deliver exactly what you promise, but you shouldn't be over delivering, and you shouldn't be bending over backwards every time uh, a customer comes in. And and if yeah. they're doing that to you, if you're doing, it's not them doing it to you; it's you doing it to yourself. Yeah. So. On, on that note, with the over-delivering and stuff like that, I mean, these are basics where um, what came to mind is how we can become almost addicted to our own chemicals, right? So that means that, for example, being under stress and high intensity can become a lifestyle. And some people listening might be like, what is this guy talking about? Because that would have been me before. But I'll tell you this, there were times that I would get these really big jobs and I would get so excited and I'd be like, oh my God, that's going to take forever. And uh, I'm just going to print until two in the morning, three in the morning and do it the next day. And I'm not going to sleep and this and this because I want to, like I, I had created some like wild ass thing in my head and I would work on weekends. Right now, I I leave my shop um, at five and I, so I can go train at 5.30. I don't miss my training anymore. There are times that I'm a little late, but that's so important to me that that's a boundary I have where work is not taking over my training anymore. And some people, to be honest, they'll say, I can't train because work's too much, work's too much. Well, okay, if you believe that and you want that to be your story, it will be true. Um, but until you decide, I don't want to tell that story anymore that I can't train because of too much work, then then you're going to stay in the other energy. And the other thing is that, like like I said, I take weekends off now. The only time that I'm going to work on weekends lately is if I have a creative project that is fun for me to work on where it doesn't feel like work um, or it's something that like, I'm like, you know what? Me next week is actually going to be really thankful that I do this today, but I'm only willing to give it three or four hours max and the rest of the weekend still my weekend, you know, but if not, I'm like, nope. All right. I, I can't give him, I'm not going to give up a whole Saturday or I'm not going to give up a whole Sunday. And again, for the people who do this, I promise you, I've been there before where I had no days off, you know, because I thought I'm so dedicated and I'm not quitting and I'm doing this and this no days off. But again, we're masters of our reality. And at the end of the day, we get to pick what are we going to do with our time every day? And if we die tomorrow, are we going to be happy with the life that we lived or are we going to be like, dang, I should have spent more time with my family on the weekend. I should have done this or that, like taking my girlfriend out more or all types of stuff. You guys, your, your head's already going to places. <laughs> yeah, no, that's a huge question. That's a huge question. I mean, like, yeah, you really got to think about that. Like at the end of your life, what are you going to wish you did more of, you know? And, and, I think that for some of us, you know, if, if you truly love what you're doing, then, then it's going to be that thing. But, but, you know, if you've got a girlfriend or, or wife or kids and things like that, and they're, they're, you're in a great relationship, um, you know, and you're sacrificing that relationship for, 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 
you know, and, and again, there's, there's sacrifice that needs to be made, right? Like you, you definitely need to, to put in the work and everything like that. But if you're overworking yourself and you're not taking any time for those human relationships, um, you're putting yourself into depression and an early grave and, and there that's, that's it. You know, yeah. I've definitely done that before uh, so yeah. much. And it's, I think sucked, we all have, <laughs> you know, at some um, point, but, um, but yeah, I try. I think like one of the things I, I ask myself is, all right, what, what at the end of this, like, so, cause sometimes I'll, I'll come home and like, there'll be a million things I could do. Right. Like I could, I could, could keep, I could keep working on my, on my, my day job work. I could go do comedy. I could go to jujitsu or I could spend the night and, and hang out with my girlfriend. And I think that one of the questions I ask myself is, okay, um, what am I going to get out of each thing? Right. So like if jujitsu is going to light me up and it's going to, I'm going to learn something new and it's going to be awesome. Then I'll choose jujitsu. Um, if I feel like I need to, to spend some time and, and have a great conversation with my girlfriend, then I'm going to choose her, you know? And, and a lot of times there is like, like, I know I put off like, okay, I'm working all the time and I'm, 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 I'm training all the time, but there's been a lot of days where I will actively not go to jujitsu or I will not go train at the gym because I just want to have a conversation with my girlfriend. Like last night was one of those nights, like we sat there and I just had to get some stuff off my chest with her, you know, and, and kind of talk about the future and things like that. And, um, you know, I think that, that, that there's value in that, you know? Yeah. I agree. And that goes back into, you know, checking in with ourselves for what's our inner truth. Like right. what, what do I need the most right now? And I mean, even that includes like, let's say for me, I know I said that I don't miss my training and whatever, but if there's a day where I know that I'm so tired that because I've been like, just going ham, like both maybe let's say training and working. And I'm like, dude, you know what? I probably just need to go home and chill and lay down. And just be in my space and be comfortable. I'll do that. And I won't feel guilty about it. You know, and, and there are people who will feel very guilty. Like, oh, I'm such a piece of crap. I didn't go train today or whatever. And it's like, well, you got to do that. Just be nice to yourself. Yeah. I've definitely done that to myself so much. <laughs> I mean, like, yeah. I mean, it, I got up. Last night I didn't train. So this morning I got up at 5 a.m. And, and, and trained. So it was like, yeah. you know, and it's to some extent it's impossible to turn that off. You know, uh, I, my brain is going to do what my brain does, but at the same time, um, you have to recognize that and you have to get outside of it and you have to, to point it out for what it is. And, and when you do that, it doesn't control you anymore. You can actively like, you can actively observe yourself and then step outside of it and then, you know, make better decisions in the future. Mm -hmm. but, and I think that, <clears throat> something that came to mind with that too is that we all have a set number of needs that need to be met every day so those can be emotional spiritual physical um i don't know let's stick with those right now so if you go train maybe that's only meeting your physical needs right but then what about the others did you give yourself your other needs like how do you fulfill all of these needs every day and if you're listening and you don't even know what those needs are then you need to identify what those are 
um, because that's ultimately how you um, create a blueprint for like, how can you live your best life every day for you? Because it's different for all of us. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> no, I, 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 I agree with you completely there. I think like, and that's a point, like how can you create your best life for you? Right. Cause your best life is different from my best life. My best life is different from Jocko Willing's best life. Um, and, and, you know, so on and so forth. So I think like, that's, that's a really important point. And, and you have to constantly think about what that is. And that's why being in tune with yourself, um, you know, journaling, meditation, um, uh, constantly checking in with yourself is so important because you got to decide what your best life looks like. Yeah. You know? So, um, but that's, I got to jump in a second here. Uh, anything you want to, you want to close up with? Yeah. I think the, the only last thing that I had in mind, um, that actually hit me pretty hard when we were talking about, um, you know, just kind of like closing out your day and, um, the possibility of it, if we had to reevaluate our life tomorrow, or how we've been living. Um, you mentioned like, you know, there are people out there listening who have kids and, it, it, it just, I felt something really powerful. So I want to comment on that because everything that we are as adults can be traced back to our childhood. I don't have kids. Um, I, I don't know if I will. <laughs> it's just such a big responsibility. But um, what I felt like I want to say too, is like, you know, part of like getting to really know your kids and having a true connection with them and trust where your kids will tell you everything that's going on and not be afraid and that they're happy because you're ultimately the example that they see and they're going to emulate you whether they're aware of it or not for the good and the bad. So it's one of those things too, where um, if you're a workaholic and you're just like, yeah, but I love my kids. I love my family. I give them everything. I'm always working. But again, right. There's this other piece where it's like, but you're not here. So I don't see you. I don't know you. And I can say that because like it's something that me and my mom have been revisiting lately because me and my mom actually started talking after, honestly, I left at 17. We've talked very little, but I was telling her how, you know, mom, I understand that you loved me the best that you could, but I needed something else. And it wasn't taking me to a restaurant or buying me food or telling me that I don't have to worry about rent. You know what I mean? Like, right. it, it was not financial. It, I needed my mom mm -hmm. and and it's been you know a work in progress with her um she's been a lot more open than i was expecting um but i think a lot of that has to do with how i'm handling it not her and you know what i mean like i'm 33 so if you're listening you don't want to have your child be missing from 17 to 33 and have them come around that many years later right like so i don't know why i just really felt that one and that's all i gotta say for now no i think that's that's an important point. And I definitely want to have kids. And that's something I think about a lot, you know, like our memories, they get formed when we're children and, and, and so many things impact us. And that is a huge responsibility. Um, and um, I think that again, being conscious of that, there's a lot of people who just aren't conscious of that. They treat their kids like they're actually adults. And, and, and what I mean by that is not by like giving them responsibility or respect, but by, thinking that the things that they're doing around them aren't impacting them the way they are. And, and that's an important thing to realize, man. 
Well, dude, it's always great talking to you. I, I'm looking forward to our conversation next week. Look, if you guys are out there and, and you have a topic that you want us to cover here on the Warrior Soul podcast, uh, do us a favor, either DM me at uh, on Instagram at, at Warrior Soul Agoji, um, or you can uh, uh, send us a message over Facebook, um, or you can send me an email at chris at warriorsoulagoji.com. Um, we, we're, we're always happy to cover any topics and, and, uh, really, really looking forward to seeing what you guys have for us. Also, um, we've got some awesome gear that Albert has been designing some, some clothing. Um, you can check that out at warriorsoul.shop. Um, we've got some great new shirts coming out that will be out very soon. Um, these are designed by Albert printed by Albert and his team. Um, and, and you guys will, will love these. We've got some classics up there too, that have been up for a while. And, um, uh, what else do we got going on? Any, any other shout outs you want to put out there, Albert? Uh, no, I'm very close to some other announcements. Uh, so for now, uh, I'm good with what you got. <laughs> awesome, man. Awesome. Okay. Well, that's all we got for today, guys. We'll be back at you next week with some more awesome topics and uh get out there and live your best lives while you can. Peace out. All right. Thanks, Chris.